Welcome to season two of the Esthetician Hub podcast, where we dive deeper into the world of skincare and wellness. I'm your host and licensed holistic medical esthetician, Vanessa. And in this season, I'm excited to bring you even more insightful conversations with some of the most inspiring estheticians, beauty entrepreneurs, and wellness gurus in the industry. From discussing the latest skincare trends to exploring the challenges and rewards of entrepreneurship, we'll cover it all. So sit back, relax, and let's get glowing. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the Esthetician Hub. Today, we have a very special guest joining us, and I'm actually very excited for today's episode because if you follow me, you guys know that I'm obsessed with their gua sha's, and I literally recommend it to every single person out there. I am currently with the founders of Nusa Holistic, so hello, welcome, Trisha and Rebecca to the Esthetician Hub. Hi. Hi. We're so excited to be here. Yay. I'm so excited to have you guys on. Um, just a fun fact, my profile picture is actually taken with your gua sha. And Yay, I yeah. think, <laughs> I literally think that I'm holding the gua sha upside down on top of that, but doesn't matter. It still, it still works. It's perfect. The good thing with our gua sha is that it cannot be upside down. So it actually works both ways. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, yes, okay, yes, good. Yes, so yes. I'm not holding upside down. All, <laughs> no. is, all yeah. as well. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, okay. So can you guys tell us a little bit about yourselves? How'd you get started? Yes. Yeah, so I'm Trisha. And I'm Rebecca. And we're the co-founders of Nusa Holistic. So we do good for you, skincare and wellness. And some of our products include gua sha, facial oils, cleansing oil, natural perfumes, and incense. Okay, amazing. And could you tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind Nusa Holistic? Yeah, so I, we would say that our biggest inspiration would be travel. So that's actually how our business started. So we used to um, go back to Asia to visit our families, and we found these amazing flower oils that we fell in love with, and we started using them personally. We brought it back to North America, and everyone loved it. Um, so yeah, a lot of travel inspirations and also Trisha and I are from an Asian background. So uh, our culture plays into Nusa Holistic and things that we use and what we did when we were growing up. So those are our biggest inspirations. That's amazing. And are you guys sisters, cousins, <laughs> friends? <laughs> no, no, we're actually, we've been friends for a really, really long time. Okay. Um, Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well. That's amazing. <laughs> and which Asian background? Because me too, I am from a Asian background as well. Like my mom, she's from the Philippines. Oh, oh I love yeah. that. And you? Yeah. So I'm Chinese. Rebecca is half Indonesian. Oh. And yeah. yeah, but we would travel to many countries in Asia when we do go back every year. Yeah. So we, you know, we have family in Thailand, Cambodia. Mm -hmm. So we do go everywhere. Yeah. And there are a lot of similarities in, you know, all 
like there's yeah. similarities in Asian right. culture. So we yeah. do draw inspiration from everywhere as well. Yeah. yeah, that's amazing. I actually recently just came back from the Philippines, like not even like a week ago. And it was my first time. Oh my God. It was <gasps> no amazing. Way. And it was my first time being in Asia because I've never actually been outside, like in that side of the country. Mm-hmm. And it's just so different. I find that culture wise, everyone is just so like, family oriented. Whereas here I find that we're very like individualistic, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Every time we come back from our travels, it's like, it's like going to a different world and coming back where we have to change our pace of life. Like it takes us so long to adjust coming back to Canada because it really, the pace of life is so different. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. So starting a skincare line, I know is definitely very challenging because not going to lie, there is like a ton of skincare lines out there. Mm -hmm. So what were some of the biggest challenges that you guys faced off when starting off your skincare line? Well, we mentioned this um, in our social media, but one of the biggest challenges that we um, had at the very beginning, we had some trademark issues. Oh my God. I, okay. I remember that because I remember (laughs) following you guys like before, before, and I remember you guys had like a name change at some point. Yes. Yes. It was literally at the start and it threw us off. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. pretty much like right out of the gate, you know, we thought that we started a brand. We had time to, you know, deal with the trademarks later as we went on with our business. But right out of the gate, we, there was another brand who had a completely different name, but they had a product that they felt was similar to our name before, which was just holistic. Yeah. So there were issues with that. And right off the bat, it was a huge challenge. And, you know, we had to go through lawyers and we had to just really think about like, if we were going to, you know, battle this out and, um, um, really just fight for it. But we also had another trademark issue with China because trademark squatting is also huge there. So there was someone else trying to kind of, um, extort us for our name. Oh my so God. that was another okay. trademark issue. Yes. Yeah, so the trademark issue really was our biggest challenge. Oh yes. my God. So, yeah, so thinking about it long and hard, we do not want to really put our energy towards that. Just waking up, not knowing if we're going to be able to win this or not. We just thought long and hard and we decided on adding another word to our name, which yeah. was Nusa. And it means island. It means homeland. We love that. So yeah, now it took about a year and a half, two years to officially switch over. So now we're happily Nusa Holistic. That's amazing. No, honestly, I'm very proud of you guys. And I'm happy that you still stuck with the name somehow that you didn't like just completely change it all together. Because I think holistic in general represents your brand so well. And I absolutely love that. That was one of the reasons why like I started following you guys at first. Okay, so what are the three things you guys wished you knew before starting your own skincare company? So definitely getting trademarked. That's really, really important. You want to do that at the very beginning. Don't be like us and spend more money later on. So just do at the very beginning. It will save you a lot of money. And we would say niching down. You know, when we first start out, you think you're going to be everywhere. But kind of being specific and focused in one area in beauty. So 
you can get experience in that. You can kind of become an expert in that. So, you know, what we do is nourishing the skin and really embodying wellness. And we basically on the wholesale side, just really work with skincare professionals and estheticians. And that's our niche. Yeah. And lastly, just really know why you started the brand. So your identity and what's the purpose of creating this brand. Mm-hmm. And how long have you guys been a company for, like, officially? Well, the research took a few years for us, um, but we launched in... So we launched during the pandemic oh, wow. um, as Holistic. Yeah. Okay. And with the whole trademark issue, we relaunched at Noosa, as Noosa Holistic uh, last year. Okay. So it's yeah. been recent. It hasn't yeah. been like over five years or anything. That's no. amazing. Yeah. No. And I remember like at the first, you guys were so different from other skincare companies. I find you guys really had that like focused on holistic practices. Also, I loved your aesthetic. I was like, wow, this is iconic. Uh, but what would you say sets you guys apart from other skincare brands? Um. We always say that we're an affordable luxury brand. We want everyone to be able to have these amazing uh, products that has great and clean ingredients. So we try our very best to work as much as we can with suppliers and farms to get you these luxurious ingredients. Um, What else? And I would say... We really infuse our nutrition and aesthetics backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So, you know, our whole products is nutrition for your skin. So it's, you know, because of our backgrounds, we really hold our products to the highest standard. So we're always trying to, you know, give you the best at the best value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Could you guys tell us a little bit more about your background? Because I know you said nutritionist. Yeah. So I went to school for holistic nutrition and worked in that field. And I always knew that I want to do something entrepreneurial with that. I didn't think I was going to be the type of person to see clients every day. I really wanted something a bit more creative. So at the start of my um, finishing my degree, I wanted to actually go into restaurants and do like a really cool vegan cafe, you know, inspired Mm. by Asia. Um, Rebecca and I have been friends for a long time. She was also, we would also discuss our entrepreneurial ideas and she would come to me with an idea. Oh, I want to try this. And I would go to her with an idea. So over time, we're just kind of like, why don't we do something together? So that's kind of how organically started. Oh, that's amazing. And can you guys describe the research process, the development process you guys took to formulate um, some of your skincare products? Yeah. So the research part takes a really long time for us. Um, But one of the best things that we did, we attended Cosmoprov. And that's a really great start for brands to look at packaging, um, meet suppliers, look at ingredients, see what's an up and coming product that's out there. I would say that's a really good um, start for research. We also did use a lot of Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's your Google best friend. friend. Yes. Yeah. And um, we took a lot of natural skincare courses, even on our travels. So we really got to know the plant-based ingredients, its properties, and why we're picking certain ingredients and what they do. 
Mm, okay, that's amazing. And were there any inspirations for you guys, like in terms of uh, people online or maybe even other companies that really inspired you guys to start? At the very beginning, we were each other's inspirations. <laughs> and only because when we first started, there's not a lot of podcasts or yeah. um, a lot of like beauty brands that really um, resonated with us. Mm -hmm. But um, so we just did a lot of research ourselves. We trusted our gut instinct. We would confide in each other all the time. And as time went on, obviously now there's a lot of podcasts, Google, like those things really inspired us right now. Mm Mm-hmm. And yeah, like, you know, when we first started, we would go to the places that we thought we want to see our brand. So we did visit, you know, we would go to different stores and beauty stores. So just to kind of get, just to see like what's on the market. Yes. But eventually, you know, we just kind of really trusted each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. You guys are so cute. I feel like that's why I asked you if you were sisters because I was like, I can feel your energy through the screen and I'm like, oh my God, they they seem like family. And that's how close you guys are, I guess, like in terms of friendship. Yeah, we really are. That's amazing. And um, so I know you guys spoke about the packaging a little bit. And me personally, I absolutely love your guys' like overall aesthetic of the company. So what inspired you exactly to choose these designs? The design um, is really tied back to, again, our Asian culture, our travels. It's very uh, minimal. It's chic. It's clean. We want to give you that relaxation feeling. Um, and it also comes in like our details to our packaging. Yeah. So if you, you know, the colors are really inspired by sands and stones of the island. Mm-hmm. And even if you look at the little details, for example, like the paper texture is almost like a linen look, which is really reminiscent of Bali fabrics. You know, at the top of our boxes, we have like a little palm tree sun um, debossing logo, which is like really minimal. You can, it's very just like the fine details when mm-hmm. you're looking yeah. for it, you'll see like our inspirations and we kind of infuse who we are into that as well. Yeah, I have to say when I received um, your packaging, I was like, I think this is hands down the best packaging I've ever seen. And I was like, honestly, the details, the attention to details was amazing. Like, especially like the gua sha, like the fact that you have your gua sha, you have like the little Nusa holistic on top of the gua sha, and then it was in its package and then it was in its box. And then the box had such a pretty design. And I was like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. like the attention to detail is amazing. So honestly, kudos to you guys for that. Cause it's honestly, thank you. you. That means so much to us. And can you guys, discuss any like specific designs or elements um, that maybe hold like a special significance or like a symbolism for you guys? Um, I don't think there's like anything specific. I think it's putting it all together and creating that packaging is um, what works for us, I would say. Like nothing Mm -hmm. really specific. It's everything put together. 
Okay. Yeah. So really just that inspiration from like the sands, the beaches, yes. like earthy tones. Okay. Right. I love that. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit more about the business aspect because this is what I kind of wanted to focus our podcast episode today. I know that there's a lot of beauty entrepreneurs that, you know, want to start their own skincare product line. So what would you say is the number one advice you would give to someone starting off? I know we always go back to this, but trademarking. <laughs> yeah. Um, Can honest- you tell we're traumatized? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that cost us a lot of money. Yeah. And that's why in the get-go, yes, spend that extra money. Make sure you're trademarked, especially in places that you want to sell your products at. Because in the long run, it will save you money. It will save you all the fees and all the grief. So I would say that was my... Um, number one advice, but I know Trisha has something else. Um, I would say like there really are a lot of good skincare and beauty brands out there. So really figuring out what you're bringing different to the industry, what makes you unique, what can you offer that's not already on the market. So I would say really figuring that out first because being clean and natural isn't enough anymore just as like the standard to get into the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. And I also think like for anyone just trying to start off, you have to be ready to be consistent because I feel like there is going to be a lot of times where you're going to hit like like shit's going to hit the fan basically with what happened with the trademarking situation. But if you guys weren't persistent, if you guys didn't choose to continue, then this would have never happened. So if you, you have to have that mindset of wanting to continue, even if, you know, sometimes um, there is going to be downs as well. Of course. Yeah. You have to always be ready to pivot. Mm -hmm. There's always things coming your way and just always be ready and keep going. Exactly. Yes. And what other advice would you give to someone who is just trying to create this brand identity for their company? You really need to know what is the purpose of your brand. You know, that's, I think how we did it. We really want, we really knew exactly what we're trying to create with our brand. Mm -hmm. Um, As well as um, don't think that you have to spend a lot to create a brand identity. Yes. So um, during our rebrand, when we were switching to Nusa Holistic, we were so excited. We're, we're going to put money into this. So we actually hired a really popular designer from TikTok. Mm-hmm. And we basically threw $10,000 in the garbage because Stop. it was... Yes. Like it was. it just was not aligning with who we were. Yes. So what, you know, it's sometimes really hard to explain who you are inside and what you have in your mind and the designs and the concepts. And you think that hiring someone and spending all this money is going to give you this, you know, exactly what you dreamed and envisioned, but it's not always the case. So sometimes it's Mm -hmm. better to just really stick to who you are and start simple Mm -hmm. and Spending more doesn't always mean you're going to get exactly what you dreamed for. 
Yeah, we yeah. always say I think less is sometimes more, especially when you're starting out. Try to do a lot of things yourself as much as you can. You know, the internet again is free. There's a lot of tools out there that you mm-hmm. can use yourself. We actually do a lot of things ourselves as well. Just again because we know our brand so well and what we want to put out in the market. Yeah. And I feel like at the end of the day, like if you are starting a brand and I get this from literally every single person who starts a company is that no one else will be putting the same amount of effort than you. And I think that goes a really long way because even though you don't have all of these like background skills of like, let's say like graphic design or whatever the case may be, like we have tools nowadays mm-hmm. such as Canva, right. yeah. which mm-hmm. is like an amazing tool, you know, and that can be like your starting line or like your stepping stone for when you are starting your company or like creating this brand for yourself. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. And don't be afraid to, even if you do want to work with someone professional, to make it more collaborative where you're kind of um, taking the ideas halfway and, you know, making, doing something together rather than just putting it completely into someone else's hands. Okay. Yeah, no, definitely. And so for those listening um, who really want to start like their skincare brand out there, what would be like sort of like this business template that you would suggest for them? Like where to start basically? Um, Well, we would say like definitely do start doing your research. Mm -hmm. You know, like we say, we think being specific in one area is better than trying to excel in all areas. Mm-hmm. Look for what the industry is missing. You yeah. know, you're trying to find solutions to problems rather than recreating the same products over and over again. Yeah. So looking for what are people what are consumers demanding? And putting mm-hmm. your own twist to it as well. Because you know, there's a lot of moisturizers out there, but it's what makes your moisturizer unique and what does it do? for other people that that's not out in the market yet. Yeah, hundred percent. And do you guys have any strategies for pricing your skincare products competitively while maintaining that like profit? That is something we're always working on because again, the cost of our raw materials change all the time. It could change every year, every month. So you just need to find the margins that works for you to cover all your costs. So whatever your monthly cost is after your ingredients, you want to find that perfect number for each product. And again, you also have to price it out um, fairly in the market as well. You know, like you don't want to have something that's ridiculously expensive and other people sell it at a different price. Price point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, sorry, did you want it to say something? Um, and also like you don't, on the other hand, you don't want to price too, too low, low. Exactly. Right. Cause yeah. you know, it really depends, t- depends on what you're standing for. Right. So yeah. you definitely want to make sure that um, just because someone else may be pricing it lower, they potentially could be ordering these ingredients at a higher quantity. So over mm-hmm. time, as your business grows, you're able to also kind of have um, a better margin. Yeah. So just really know yeah. what your pricing is, is definitely yeah. a very complicated. You yeah. have to find your sweet spot with that. Yeah. We, yeah. we do our costs consistently. Like we're always looking at our numbers all the time. 
Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, just to add on to that, I think like the margin of what, like the margin of profit also depends of what industry you're in. So let's say for example, like, I don't know, like someone who's in like the tea industry, like they cannot be selling tea at like $200, $300, you know, like your profit margin is going to be lower than someone who's maybe in like, let's say like the skincare industry, but nonetheless, like you still have to do your calculations to really, like you said, find that sweet spot. And if you're not good with numbers to literally hire someone to do that for Mm -hmm. you, you know, like an accountant or like some kind of finance person just to really help you get started as well. Um, I think like another thing is that a lot of people want to get started or want to start a business, but they want to be like a jack of all trades. So they think they can do the accounting and the marketing and all of these things. And it's like, you have to be honest with yourself to see what you're truly good at and what you can actually bring a value for your company to grow and then seek outwards to find someone who can like help you with certain aspects of your company that you're not necessarily good at. Yeah, no, we totally agree. Um, But just speaking on that at the very beginning we did try to do everything ourselves because again it comes down to cost and at the very beginning we weren't making that type of money to be hiring everyone but I would say as your business grow you really need to look at your whole brand and see okay I think now we can get a PR person or like now we can Mm -hmm. get whatever it is that you need but you have to prioritize as well so Yes, like sometimes are we good at accounting? Like not really, but you know what I mean? It's like you have to figure out where um, kind of like the importance of who you need to hire. Right, exactly. Mm -hmm. No, and I agree with that. So speaking on like numbers and you can throw out a number there, but let's say for someone starting off who wants to start their own skincare line, what do you think is sort of the minimum that they would need in order to get started? Oh, that's a good good one. Um, well, how we did it, we, we used all of our personal money to loan the business and, um, it depends. Like if you're starting out with one SKU, which is yeah. like one hero product, that's yeah. a really good way to kind of keep your cost down rather than trying to start with a whole line. Yeah. So right, definitely, yeah. and also be mindful of all these other hidden costs that you didn't really expect. Mm. So um, we would say at least a couple thousand dollars just yeah. to start, um, you know, creating packaging, creating your name, mm-hmm. you know, getting the samples for your first product, getting all the raw ingredients, and then your first run. We yeah. would say, you know, start small, right? Yeah. Start it doesn't with have the, to be perfect. Yeah. Start with yeah. a small run. You know, you can always adjust as you go. So, you know, that's a good way to start um, depending on like if you're trying to start with a smaller budget and be really like frugal and like realistic with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's different if someone yeah. were to give you a boatload of yeah, money yeah. to start your business, <laughs> but that's then the lit- strategy yeah. would completely change, right? <laughs> but, yeah. You start For off with investors. Like us, yeah. That's yeah. how we did. We did like uh, when we first launched our product, if we look back, it's like the bottling, everything about it to how it is now, yeah. we still chuckle about it, but you have to start somewhere. And especially if you don't have a big budget, again, like you just got to go with it. 
But I think because we start off with such humble beginnings, we really <laughs> appreciate our growth and yes. we look back and we're like, wow, like we've grown so much. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. And and honestly, you guys have, because I, I'm not really sure exactly when I started following you, but I just feel like once we entered this like holistic space and I feel like there has been such a huge like rise in this like wellness space lately, especially after COVID-19, like everyone just Mm -hmm. started to take care of their health a little bit more. So when I was introduced to your company, I was like, wow, like this is different. You know, like I, I know you guys were starting off and everything, but I was just like, this is amazing. And I'm so happy that first things first, you guys are in Canada Mm because we don't see that often. I think like (laughs) a lot of brands are from like the U S or something like that. So um, I'm really happy that you guys made made yourselves available in Canada. And do you guys ship internationally or is it solely just like US Canada? We we do ship internationally, yes. Um, but it okay. is mostly US and Canada. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, we've shipped Europe, Australia, and if you have any issues, you could just like message us and we'll create the order for you. Okay. That's amazing. And so speaking on the marketing aspect, because I think your guys's social media is absolutely amazing. So how do you guys leverage the Instagram or TikTok to connect with your target audience and then build a stronger online presence? It definitely, I think we definitely developed it over time. Mm -hmm. We knew from the get-go that a lot of our brand is going to be who we are. So we know that as consumers ourselves, where we shop is through social media. You know, we discover brands there. We're able to look at your social. We're able to go to your website and really have a snapshot of who you are. So we knew that this is where our consumers are going to be as well. So we knew that that's where we had to be as our brand. So over time, you know, we just gained, I would say, the confidence Mm -hmm. and um, to be in front of the camera and to really show who our brand and like what it stands for. So we give you bite-sized content, bite-sized education. We show you how we use things and how we do things. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. And, um, I know you guys recently actually got featured on Forbes. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, do you guys have any tips to how to get featured for someone who wants to start a skincare brand, who really wants to get their product out there and to to make it a bigger thing. Because once you have, I think, your products on a magazine or some sort of like media press, I think that really puts puts more visibility onto your brand as well. I think um, you want to try to do it organically. So go on LinkedIn, go on social media, try to find writers, um, email them, message them and say, Hey, I would love to send you our products and give them insights on who you are, who your brand is. Try to do that first. Mm -hmm. Um, that's what we did. And again, because especially if you have limited budget, you want to try to be as savvy as you can. And again, go on social media, go on LinkedIn, try to find these, um, writers and, um, yeah. And also just making sure that your imagery, like your photography, um, is 
at the standard where editors will want to feature your products. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense because at the end of the day, like if you're not um, giving quality images or giving a quality, like aesthetically pleasing, like branding, then I think that's going to be very hard for you to get featured. Um, But do you guys have any other marketing strategies that you've used um, in order to start the company that you've seen really, really worked well for you? Um. Well, since the very beginning, we knew that we were going to be the face of our brand. So yeah. we ha- we've had we have worked with influencers in the past. Um, but I think that we want to sell you, not sell you, but we want to show you that these are the things that has helped us. So we're trying to inspire you to um, do self care and take care of yourself and use products that help with your skin. So Trisha and I, we also had a lot of skin issues as well. So when we teach you things, it's things that we've uh, personally kind of went through. And with our gua sha, it's something that we've used since we were kids. Our aunts use it, our parents use it. So it's something that's genuine to us, I think. And that's the strategy because, you know, even if you go online and you see stuff um, like ads and stuff like that, we... Sometimes you're just like, mm, like, is it real or anything like that? But with us, it's genuinely who we are and we love self-care. Yeah. Another good way to kind of practice that is we did a lot of pop-ups. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you just getting in front of the people, you're able to practice how you communicate, how you speak to people, how you talk, and you're, you gain the confidence over time, as well as you're able to listen to your consumers and their feedback and what they're looking for as well. So it's a good way to really practice, you know, learning how to speak about your products and your brand. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And to add on top of that, it's, I think it's also like a mindset shift. Like I think like the fact that you guys are the front of Noosa Holistic. Like, you know, we see your faces on social media. And I find that oftentimes when people start their own skincare line, it's like they are kind of scared to be on cameras. They really just, you know, they they put their product out there, but no one really knows who this founder is. And I think you guys are doing a great job at doing this organically. Oh, thanks. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. We're actually not the most like comfortable people being in front of the camera. You know, we're naturally like a little bit, I would say introverted. We don't post our entire lives on our own personal social medias, but for your business, it really, especially depending on your brand, it could be so important. So for our brand, like, you know, we're willing to share it and show you who we are and, um, explain our brand through our lens. Mm -hmm, Um, so, but that just takes time to build, um, that confidence, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think it's the same thing with me as well. I think, you know, I do these podcasts and everything, but like truthfully, like I am quite an introverted person. Like I really 
don't talk that much in real life, believe it or not. Like I think a lot of people are like, okay, yeah, you have a podcast, you talk a lot. I'm like, no, actually I'm pretty quiet in real life. You know, like I'm very reserved with my energies and I don't really mix with a lot of people that often, like I know how to hold conversations and I love talking to people, but I'm not going to be like this extroverted person always in the center of the cameras and stuff like that. But I think it's something that you learn over time. And also when you're just passionate about something, um, it just comes so easily. And I feel like with wellness and self-care and just this industry that we're in, it's like, it just comes so naturally that you, you don't really feel shy to do it anymore. You know? Exactly. Yeah. 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 And do you guys have any other strategies that you want to share for building this brand awareness or just like generating a buzz around your skincare line, especially like in the early stages of launching your brand? I think that at the beginning, it can feel really lonely when you're an entrepreneur. A lot of people who are not entrepreneurs just cannot relate to those emotions and feelings. Um, a good thing, a good starting point is maybe try to apply for some accelerators. So we Mm. did, there's a lot of amazing programs right now to help entrepreneurs. So look for those opportunities. We participated in, um, the credo program, which is, um, a clean beauty store in the U S they're amazing. They're huge. And we learned so much and connected with so many other amazing entrepreneurs. So you Mm. feel like you're a part of a community. You know, you don't feel so alone anymore and you share resources and they help you um, answer questions that, you know, you really can't find the answers to sometimes, but because they're in the, in the industry, it's super helpful. Um, actually another fun fact, we, we don't even know if we're supposed to share this, (laughs) but we just got into the detox market accelerator programs. Stop. That's amazing. Yay. Yay, Congrats. Thank you. We're really excited about that. Yeah. So we're so excited. Yeah. It's like one of our dream retailers and we're so excited about, you know, we're going to be one of five brands participating this year. So we're so excited to just learn and ask questions and, you know, be networking and yeah. asking questions when yeah, we're in this get program. more insights. Yeah. Elevate yeah. our brand, asking the right people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's amazing. And you know what? It's, I wish we had the detox market here in Montreal, but like, oh. I know we don't have it here. That's why I'm oh. like, uh, but honestly, I know that the detox market is like huge, basically yeah. anywhere else yeah. in Quebec, but, um, I'm very happy for you guys. And another thank thing you. that I love about the detox market, well, thank God we can like purchase it online is yeah. that I find that a lot of the skincare products are just like organic, natural, Mm -hmm. like holistic. And you guys just fit that. So honestly, I saw it coming. I saw it coming. So I'm very, very happy for you guys. Thank you. Yeah. That was definitely one of the stores Rebecca and I would go. We would go there all the time and like envision our products. So it's a full circle and we're so happy. Yeah. When I go to Toronto, I'm always like, okay, let me go to the detox market because unfortunately, we just don't have that here. Um, honestly, the closest thing that I would say to the detox market that we have here is like Marché Tao, but it's mm-hmm. more of like a health store. So it's mm-hmm. not it's not like 100% just like skincare and everything. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like there's not 
as many skincare brands and lines. Uh, But still, who knows? And anyways, the Toronto is just right next to us. So I might stop by at some point and see. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do you guys have any other strategies when it comes to marketing other than, let's say, uh, leveraging social media? Is there anything that you can do in person, like word by mouth or word referrals? Well, um, the pop-ups and also Mm -hmm. we're going to be attending trade shows. So we did our very first, uh, big beauty show last year in Vegas and Mm -hmm. that was amazing. Uh, that created a lot of buzz, especially in the um, skincare and esthetician world. So we do work with a lot of spas and estheticians and that was a great way for us to expand our brand awareness. So we're going to hit the ground running this year and we're going to do a bunch of big spa shows. So we have two coming up in March, one in New York and another one in Dallas. Okay. Amazing. Amazing. I'm so happy for you guys. And I saw that. I know you guys posted it on social media, the BTS. How was it for you? It was definitely a learning experience. It was amazing. We had great feedback. We launched our um, restorative cleansing oil there and we sold it out. So Mm -hmm. that was like a really great feedback. Um, But yeah, a lot of learning curves, I would say. Um, Yeah. I would say like for sure those trade shows, especially for what we do, it's amazing brand awareness. Also like sampling, just, you know, we gave out a lot of samples and that's a way for, it's like, you know what? Don't listen to what I'm saying. Just try Try it. it. Yes. Yes. And that is the best way for people to really trust you. And, um, you do gain a lot of word of mouth that way as well. Mm -hmm. Right. No, that's definitely good advice. Um, So before we ended, I have a couple of questions regarding the gua sha because I think your guys' gua sha is very unique in terms of like its shape and design. Um, So where did you guys get that inspiration for that specific design? So with gua sha a lot of the time people think it's just to sculpt and lift your face but a gua sha does a lot more than that so you can actually benefit a lot from body gua sha so it helps to circulate blood flow helps to release um static lymph um fluid so many great um things with a gua sha so we wanted to create a gua sha that's unique that you can use for your face and your body um very versatile Yeah, so we wanted a shape that you can use all four sides because when, you know, we see the main gua sha on the market, it's like a heart shape. So we wanted something where you can use all the edges. So ours has four sides, one really long side that can fit all the curves of your face. So Mm -hmm. as you do gua sha with that, it really helps to lift and contour the natural curves of your face. We have like a pointy side that's really good for acupressure. So, Mm -hmm. you know massaging your, you know, 
your pressure points, yeah. your pressure sinuses points, yeah. Yeah. to release that. We also have like a J, um, rigid side yeah. that sometimes yeah. we call like the teeth side. That's really good to break up the adhesions in your face. So the mm-hmm. adhesions, which is your fascia and your connective tissue, those are the areas that really hold tension as well as when they start to get sticky, They those that's what's hold the deep wrinkles. So when you use right. the rigid edge, you're able to break up those adhesions to relax and soften the look of fine lines and wrinkles. Mm-hmm. And then we have like this little, the traditional heart shape side that's really good to help sculpt and lift your jawline and um, de-puff. Yeah, Yeah. no, that's amazing. Honestly, you guys have such an amazing design find. It's super unique and I use it all the time. And actually when some of my clients ask me like, where do you get your gua sha's? I'm always like this place, go check it out online. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think like I've tried so many different gua sha's throughout the years and I just feel like your gua sha just has, like you said, so many sides to it and it's super versatile. You can use it for literally your body, actually. Like I think it's big enough to be used on like my legs, for example, um, for like lymphatic drainage or whatever it is. But I'm just very, very happy about the design that you guys made because it's very unique. Oh, thank you. Not a problem. We love our gua sha. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's We're proud of her. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I honestly really appreciate that you guys wanted to join the show. I learned so many valuable things today. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have as well. Um, Would you guys like to tell the listeners where they are able to find you on social media? Yes. So you can find us on Instagram. We are Nusa Holistic. Um, N-U-S-A-H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-K. Perfect. Amazing. So I will be uh, putting all of your socials in the description of this episode. And thank you guys so much for listening. Have an amazing day. Thank you. Have a great day. Thanks. Bye for now. Bye. Bye. If you guys enjoyed the show, please feel free to leave a rating as this helps my podcast so, so much. And if you're located in the Montreal area, feel free to book a facial with me with the link in my bio on Instagram at skinwellness.studio. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and also make sure to download my free acne healing guide if you are on the road to healthier skin. On that note, I wish you all an amazing rest of your day and see you in the next episode.